For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is Believe in Rams, episode 143. I'm your host, Jake Allenbogen. Joining me is my co-host, Cameron Lynch, from your former Rams linebacker. Uh, Cam, we are back. Uh, you know, happy to be able to do this with you. Obviously, we have the Monday night games. So coming to you a little bit later on in the week, figured we'd give you guys some time uh, before pumping out, you know, a preview, you know, way too early to the point where you've already forgotten the game, by the way, is going to be Monday. So uh, before we get into it, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, uh, you know, review, rate, all that jazz. And uh, we'll dive into this ad read, and then we'll get into our burning question. Um, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So Cam, burning wow. question for you, my friend. Uh, the Rams, in case uh, you've been living under a rock, which I know you haven't, but anybody listening, <laughs> the Rams with Sean McVay have not been able to take down Matt LaFleur at any point uh, mm. since he started, you know, coaching the Packers. How can the Rams finally be Matt LaFleur's Packers? Ooh, that's going to be tough, right? I think we talked about it on the previous podcast. The Rams, Sean McVay, they are a hub for great coaches. I think we talked about this. The Rams finishing strong, so coaches can be a desirable place for coaches next year. What does that look like? Matt LaFleur is, grew up with Sean McVay. Uh, they're under the same coaching tree. Um, Joe B, uh, Joe Barry, uh, the defensive coordinator, you know, he was with Sean McVay. I was with those guys um, at the Rams as well. So we all... Everyone knows what's going on, right? It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fiery day on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, these guys are great friends. They know the playbook. They know what to expect. And so, um, I think at this point, it's like, okay, who, who's the who's the better coach at this point, right? It's gonna be the battle of the coaches. 
Um, as you all know, you know, the Rams have Baker Mayfield. And that's a wrinkle that I think uh, hopefully Matt LaFleur is not ready for when it comes to Sean McVay and what they can do. So I think Sean McVay is going to provide that element of surprise with Baker Mayfield. Now having more time than just 48 hours to compete for a game. So I'm excited to see what Baker Mayfield is going to bring to the table here. Um, he was super exciting last week. So he's in a matchup against Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that Packers, that Packers team, uh, their defense with Jair Alexander. So some good football to come here. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, right now the Packers are in a situation where, you know, they come in here at five and eight, they're hoping to, you know, sneak into the playoffs, if you will. And, you know, the Rams right now are, are kind of living on a prayer. Uh, you know, they're still, <laughs> they're still very much alive. Um, you know, <laughs> despite the fact it's what 0.1%, maybe, maybe less than that. Uh, but we are coming to you after the Seahawks failed to take care of business in Seattle against the 49ers, which means the Rams, their only elimination, uh, you know, scenario here is if they lose, they, if they take care of business, we're going into week 16 next week and the Rams are still alive in the playoff race. So as crazy as it sounds, uh, it's more likely for the Packers, so they need to win this football game. They're mm -hmm. at home. This is prime time. Um, you know, you're counting down the days with with uh, you know Stafford on the Rams, you know, because of the injury. But you're really starting to count down the days with Rodgers because now, you know, Rodgers hasn't kind of looked the same this year, and it's just been really kind of a, a down year for both teams. Uh, both teams that were highly regarded coming in the year as the NFC title. Uh, favorites and honestly cam if you told me before the season that these two teams would be meeting and neither were 500 uh, going into week 15 I would have said you're absolutely crazy you have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about uh, these two teams will be fighting for it all but um, hey it doesn't mean neither of these teams can make the playoffs obviously they got a long way to go it starts with a win I think when you look you know the Rams offense this is a team that is going to need to be able to run the football. We talk about it, the run the damn ball podcast. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times we brought that up, but when you look at the Packers defense, man, it's a liability against the run, you know, whether it's cam Akers, whether it's Kyron Williams, whether it's Malcolm Brown or, you know, Ronnie rivers, I don't care. Or Baker uh, you Mayfield. Gotta be able, or <laughs> Baker Mayfield. You got to yeah. run the ball against this defense. There's mm -hmm. no excuse uh, they have to be able to do it because they have to be able to keep things going with Baker. You can't just have him drop back pass and play backyard football, 50, you know, drop backs the entire game. You got to give him some balance uh, to play off of. So, um, you know, at least in my opinion, Cam, I think like the number one key, of the Rams offense is you got to establish that run. Yep, got to establish a run. We've been talking about that until we're blue in the face. That's important. Um, you know, that's been the thing that we've always been discussing. Um, I went back and watched the game again. Uh, Baker Mayfield's, you know, fabulous performance. And what I did see, uh, what Sean McVay did a great job of, is getting him in play action scenarios, right? We talked about that with Wolford. He's better in play action, better when he's moving. And I realized that Baker Mayfield, he, you know, he can sit back in the pocket and make big plays, but he's also really dangerous with his feet. Um, Justin Fields torched uh, the Packers uh, two weeks ago when it came to just using his feet. I mean, the man was unstoppable. So I'm not sure if we're going to see the same thing as, as we saw with Justin Fields with Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield will be able to get on the edges of some of those defense, especially if they're playing man coverage, especially if they're blitzing. Them. Baker Mayfield is fabulous against the blitz. 
um, a couple nights a couple nights ago against the Raiders, and so making sure that Baker's on the move to find those uh, those targets that he j- literally just met a few weeks ago um, is going to be exciting to see. And you know, with with the defense for the Packers, they're going to rush. Joe Barry loves to blitz. I play for him. He runs very simple defenses for guys that understand, but they love to blitz and Baker's been great against it. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, and I think when you look at this Packers defense that, you know, did lose Rashawn Gary for the year, uh, they've been playing two rookies a lot this year. Uh, you look at Quay Walker, who was their first round pick, uh, then you look at Kingsley and Agbear, who's really taken over as he's had some pretty good games recently. Um, you talk about Devontae Wyatt also in the trenches there, kind of, you know, share some time with Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark and so forth. Um, but this is a defense that does have, you know, some young guys that maybe you could exploit, right? Um, you know, you talk about Cam Akers' ability, you know, run after the catch. Um, or, or rather run through contact and, and breaking tackles. Uh, he's going to be able to, he's going to have to do that. You know, he's going to be able, he's going to have to get to the second level. And, um, you know, I think when you're dealing with Baker Mayfield, it's all about keeping that bootleg, uh, you know, option alive, because this is a guy that he doesn't have to throw it, you know, from a bootleg standpoint, what he'll do is he'll do a little Russell Wilson roll around and then set his feet, you know, get a platform, a nice platform, and really be able to throw off it, uh, that's when he's really comfortable um, playing that backyard football, but more of a structured type of backyard football. Um, In this game, though, you know, if you establish the run early on, whether it's Kyron or Cam or whoever, uh, then, you know, with the the receivers, I mean, the rapport he has already, uh, you know, we talked about Ben Skoranek. I mean, it just kind of felt different, right? Um, you know, you see Skoranek go up and, and Moss, uh, Nate Hobbs when he needed to do it. Um, they definitely were on the same page. You look at Tutu Atwell, his ability yards after the catch, a guy that you've mentioned a lot, uh, is Brandon Powell. He didn't have a big of a role last week, but that doesn't mean he won't have a big role this week. So, um, you know, those are just some guys. And then let's not forget about the guy that caught the game winning touchdown, Van Jefferson. I think there's a lot going in the right direction, uh, as far as these receivers to get on the same page with Baker and, you know, the, the Packers can't afford to let anything go because this is a team that has a lot of guys that are, are kind of similar uh, to what they have in San Francisco. And I think that's really the key here that can help you win football games that while the Rams are definitely built that they can help you over the top. Uh, they're also built yards after the catch ability. Um, you know, obviously when Cooper cups healthy, I don't have to tell you he's one of the best, you know, in space. Um, but when you look at Tutu Atwell and the thing he flashed last week, and then, you know, you look at Skoranek and you look at Powell, especially these are guys that they get the ball and there's no nonsense. You know, they make moves, they, they shake tackles, they slip tackles and they make yards, uh, you know, after the catch. And I think that's going to be an important thing, extending drives, getting better field position. Uh, but it, again, it all starts with the run game and then setting up the play action and keeping Baker upright. I think definitely we can talk about this all we want, but the offensive line has to block him. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. another thing, you know, so keeping the quarterback we'll healthy. Yeah. Keeping the quarterback healthy is, is important, right? There's two quarterbacks that have went down, you know, Matthew Stafford and Wolford. So 
it's it's of utmost important to keep Baker healthy between these last few games, right? Make sure he's healthy. Make sure that he is comfortable in the pocket and that this is a place that he, he wants to come back to next year, right? If it makes sense, like, oh, my guy's going to protect me. I, I'm, I'm looking good, looking clean in the pocket. And going back to, to Brandon Powell, um, it was Brandon Powell versus Seahawks. And I think we talked about a lot of those end rounds where he was finding his way in the line of the script, in the line of scrimmage, looking like a Debo Samuel, right? And so I would love to see more of that. Um, the Rams, all the, a lot of the times now, they're starting to figure it out. Max Crosby figured it out. Whenever they have a receiver in motion, they know they're getting the balls, whether that, that be 2-2 or that be Brandon Powell. But getting back to some of that that offensive scheming and seeing Brandon Powell find his way in the line of scrimmage and then 2-2 Atwell, um, I think you mentioned that he could be a primary receiver. Uh, 2-2 Atwell, believe in 2-2. I know this is a Believe in Rams podcast, so we're also believing in 2-2 as well. Um, he's a dynamic player. He might be 5'7", 170 pounds soaking wet, but he he's a baller, and, and we all know that. And so um, another thing I want to point out as well with the Rams offense, just the confidence. Um, like I said, I went back and watched that Rams game again, game against uh, the Raiders and seeing Ben Skoranek flex, you know, on people. Like, I haven't seen that. I mean, I've seen him make big plays, but like just a, a, a routine first down conversion, like flexing, you know, mossing people. And so – I think what's really cool is we're starting to see a lot of these receivers, a lot of these tools that the Rams have, um, their confidence being built and just the diversity. We were begging for this, Jake, in the past podcast. We were begging for diversity uh, before Cooper Cup got hurt. We are begging for it, and now we're seeing it. Um, these guys are flourishing, and I'm excited to see what they do in these last, the last stretch of the season. As am I, Cam, and, and I would even go as far as to say they're playing with house money, right? I mean, you know, like Skoranek wasn't – I don't think he expected to have this big of a role at this point in the season. Could be wide receiver one for Baker Mayfield. Uh, no one knew that Baker Mayfield was going to be a Ram until it just happened, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I say he's, he's playing with some house money there, and I think he mm-hmm. knows it. And I think it's one of those things where, hey, you know, you, you go into the casino at 20 bucks and you know you're all of a sudden you're up 200 you're not playing with 180 dollars that you didn't have before and if you uh, like immediately just expected you know whatever i'm fine just come home with 20 and now you're playing with 180 extra bucks you might be a little bit more risky right and so i think that's uh that's something that we're seeing from skronic he's playing more loose he, he's you know it's not the, the moment doesn't seem too big for him. And I, I think he kind of, he, she showed that. I mean, he played at a premier program in Notre Dame. Uh, he also played at, you know, Northwestern beforehand. Um, so, I mean, he's been in moments before, but I think this, this really goes back him when there were a lot of fans that were, you know, crucifying the kid, right? Because he, he drops a wide open touchdown, in the FC title game, uh, you know, drops a pass that, you know, he flips up and ends up being picked off in the Super Bowl. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why in the offseason, I kept saying, stay by this kid. OK, he just had invaluable experience that the next time he's in those, you know, those situations, I think he's going to make the most out of. And I, I think he's, you know, he's shown that to this point. Mm-hmm. Strong, strong receiver. Um, and another thing, too, I think we've talked about it before is some of these <clears throat> diamonds in the rough, some of these these players for the Rams that started on, on, on special teams like your Nick Scott's right have have played on special teams, have contributed to special teams and found their way uh, and their role on the team. And that's extremely exciting to see. And, and so it's nice to see this Rams team get on a roll here. And like we said before, going back to the beginning of this podcast, you know, Sean McVay battling Matt LaFleur. Like, what is that going to look like? Um, literally, remember, 
uh, practicing against Matt LaFleur in practice. Um, of course, him being the offensive coordinator when I first got to the Rams, intercepting like a flat route. We recovered three. I was a curl flat player. Ended up playing deep and short like I was supposed to, intercepting the intercepting the ball. Matt LaFleur comes to me like, Cam, he's like, play shorter on that. I'm, we're trying to we're trying to make this thing work so we can win games on the weekends. And so, you know, me coming into a system that's a little bit different, you know, I'm just sticking to the playbook and the actual rules of a cover three defense. And so, you know, Matt LaFleur is a fiery coach. Um, he loves to win, and so does Joe B., uh, Joe Barry. So it'll be cool to see these teams, you know, go back at it again. And um, with the Rams, with some time to recover, to prepare to get uh, get on the same page, it's going to be exciting to see what they do uh, in this football game. And I, I, as you know, we got to talk about the defense here, Jake. Uh, Bobby Wags, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in this game. Um, you know, they're playing the Packers. Uh, and so, you know, big players show up in big games. Like I know this, it, the, the, the Green Bay Packers team isn't doing how they would want to do, but they're playing against Aaron Rodgers. So he, he's a premier quarterback, uh, primetime quarterback. So Jalen Ramsey, uh, Bobby Wagner, my guy, Greg Gaines, I, I feel like those guys are going to show up big time this, this week. Yeah. I mean, I think they have to, um, you know, we look at the, the recipe for success against the Raiders and, you know, it was Bobby Wagner coming through with a big game. It was Greg Gaines, you know, having a huge game and, and forcing the interception in, you know, the, at the goal line. Right. Um, you know, Ernest Jones having a good game, Michael Hoyt having his moments, you know, Hoyt. I think these guys definitely have to be able to play their best game in order for them to win. I mean, I don't think that's uh, out of the realm of, of, you know, possibility, but um, you know, I think when you, you look at this defense and obviously it's different than what we would have expected. Donald's probably not going to play. Um, so you're looking at guys like Jonah Williams getting increased reps. You're looking at Marquise Copeland. You're looking at Bobby Brown, the fourth. Uh, they just added Laurel Murchison, uh, who they um, they basically claimed off of waivers. Tennessee let go. So he's somebody that they like. And, you know, he's he might get some opportunities. Um, you know, Greg Gaines will be there and Donald in the defense until Donald comes back if he does come back. And then, you know, you look at Michael Hoyt, who they really kind of put all their eggs in that proverbial basket cam because uh, Terrell Lewis is no longer a Ram. Uh, they actually got rid of him uh, thus making that draft kind of look a little bit worse lately. Uh, just Burgess gone Lewis gone. I mean, it, it, it does seem like they hit on some, but they missed on a lot in that draft or maybe they weren't as patient as they should have been. Um, but when you look at that guys like Michael Hoyt are getting an opportunity, you know, uh, Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott have a golden opportunity to just continue to push their stock because they're both free agents after the season. So they're playing for something. Um, that's what makes Bobby Wagner. I think so impressive because this team is four and nine and you can say what you will about them still being in the playoffs. Um, but it's not likely for them to make the playoffs. And the fact that Bobby Wagner's putting his body on the line, knowing that uh, and just really taking ownership of this defense, acting like a true leader. uh, It's what, you know, you, you, you ask for when you sign a guy like that, uh, this is exactly what you want out of it. 
And I think when you're going up against this type of offense that look, they haven't been great this year. Uh, the Packers at any, by any stretch, but they've had games where they've shown you, okay, Aaron Rodgers is still quarterback of this team. And they're really freaking good when he's on, um, you know, they have a really good duo at running back and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, who I think is one of the best running backs in all football. And then their receivers, um, Sammy Watkins is a guy that was on the Rams. And I always, I mean, I don't have to tell you uh, because you're a football player. Uh, you, you play in the NFL. I'm sure th- there's such a thing as a revenge game. Okay. I'm sure it matters. And Sammy Watkins, you played for the Rams, hasn't played against the Rams in quite a bit. Uh, this is, you know, an opportunity for him. You got Alan Lazard who gave the Rams fits in the, the postseason back in the 2020, 2021 season. Uh, Christian Watson is just on an absolute tear lately. It feels like he scores every week. And then you have Randall Cobb, a seasoned veteran that can help find the the soft spot in the zone and just kind of sit down there. Uh, they have a seventh rounder in Samore Torre, and they have a fourth rounder in Romeo Dobbs that uh, is just played ab- above his weight class. Essentially. You know, I know he was a fourth round rookie, but uh, he hasn't looked like it when he's been healthy on the field. So, all that considered, he's got the weapons. Rodgers does, and he's got the talent. Uh, it just takes that one game where everything is clicking, and when you have a defense that's so open to giving up those yards, you know, covering grass instead of covering players, um, Rodgers can pick you apart with that. So we're we're gonna see. This is a big challenge for this defense because. You know, Rodgers is like playing against Brady. You know, when you're playing that zone, he can rip you apart. I mean, he's a, he's a very intelligent guy, uh, but he's also incredibly decisive and he's very quick to not just make the you know decision, uh, read and react, but actually throw the ball. He's got one of the quick, the quickest releases you'll ever see. Yeah, we mentioned the quick release from Aaron Rodgers. I think someone measured it, but similar to like how Steph Curry releases his basketball, Right, like his release time is super quick. So the the ball gets out of his hands really fast, but he does have nine interceptions on the season so far. So he yeah. will give he will give the ball up. And I think that's something for the Rams defense to continuing to hone in on our takeaways. They did a great job of it last week. I think they had about one or two takeaways. Ernest Jones had an interception. Taylor or guy Taylor Rapp had one towards the end of the game. Building on that momentum. I think we talked about this, but when I was with the Rams, when I got back with the Rams for the second time, we had it. We had a turnover at the on the first series of every game for about seven games straight, and it was kind of like, wait, I remember is this, that. <laughs> is this possible? Like, is this really a thing? But that was just a mindset. It was under Joe Barry's defense, actually, who's now with the Packers, but really making sure to take over the take over the game by forcing turnovers and starting super fast, and so. The Rams are going to have to do that. And you talked about Aaron Rodgers being super smart and taking advantage of those soft zone defenses. And let's go back to Patrick Mahomes when he was when he was killing the Rams in that cover two defense, throwing the ball in that little sweet spot right behind the corner. And just expect that Matt LaFleur is going to go right back to that. Matt LaFleur is going to see Patrick Mahomes and he's going to say, hey, when the Rams played a high caliber quarterback, what defenses were they playing? What did that look like to stop this type of player? And Aaron Rodgers is going to say, hey, let's do some of the similar things that Patrick Mahomes did. And so um, I know um, I know we're getting, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead here. But, you know, when we talk about our X factors with some of the tight ends here, Travis Kelsey had a lot of success against the Rams. 
I do think that Matt LaFleur is going to try to activate his tight ends, right? You got the Robert Tungan, you got Mercedes Lewis. And so um, we, we all know that, uh, that, that <clears throat> Christian Watson is that go-to, go-to guy. So double-team Christian Watson, right? We talk about this every day, every week. Double-team your Christian Watson. Make sure that he doesn't catch the football and then stop the run. The Rams have been doing a great job of that. But I do believe that the tight ends will be extremely active this game, similar to how Kansas City used their tight ends. Um, and that the Rams defense are going to have to hold up in the pass because they did a great job versus the run against Josh Jacobs. They shut him down. He didn't have many rushing yards there. Um, you know, Devontae Adams didn't have too many passing uh, passing yards with the Raiders. Um, Jalen Ramsey, he did get got about two times or so, but he's going against a Hall of Famer. But making sure to slow down some of those big play threats, but also keying in on the tight end this week specifically. Yeah, you know, I think they've done a really nice job at the tight end this year, all things considered. I mean, you know, it, you're not always going to get your your best shot at, you know, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the most part, you know, I think they've done a nice job um, kind of going into this this X factor uh, spot. I'm going to I'm going to start right away uh, like, with yeah. the pack, you know, Packers offense. Aaron Jones, uh, I already mentioned that I really like this guy. I think he's one of the best, you know, uh, running backs in football. Um Aaron Jones is one of those guys where the Rams do such a nice job against the run that I could see him having a game where he doesn't run for a lot, but he does the same things that we saw out of Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. And the Rams kind of gave it up a little bit to McCaffrey and then a lot to McCaffrey uh, over the course of the game. They kind of gave it up a little bit to Kamara, but Kamara didn't like absolutely gash them. But he is that type of, you know, running back. Those pass catching running backs can really give the Rams fits. I think Aaron Jones is no different. They've gone up against him before. It's not like they've never seen him before. Uh, But Aaron Jones is a problem because when you get him in space, he makes one guy miss and he could be gone. And then in addition to that, this guy isn't just a guy that just catches the cheap stuff out of the backfield. He can run a legit route tree. Uh, Is like another receiver, if you will. So that adds something. And then on top of that, A.J. Dillon, you talk about a guy who's just straight up a sledgehammer. I mean, his thighs are about as big as his torso, man. You know, it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, look, A.J. Dillon is just an, a car accident waiting to happen. I mean, trying to tackle him. So they complement each other so well. Um, it, it can wear out a defense. And the problem is when you're putting that stock in and you're constantly putting those reps together and you're stopping the running back, they're showing run, but you're not letting them get anywhere. Uh, you're tiring out that running back. Sure. But then if they put in another running back, now your defense is getting tired. Now that running back's fresh. So that could be an issue there. If the Packers know how to really mix their pitches, if you will, in this one. And so that is why I'm going to say my Packers offensive X factor is indeed Aaron Jones. Cause I think he could absolutely take over the game. Uh, if the defense gives him an inch, cause he can take a mile. Uh, my defensive player for the Packers before uh, the X factor, it, it's a little unfair, but um, you know, in my period, in my opinion, Jair Alexander does it all. He's one of the best corners in football, uh, you know, make tackles left and right. He's a great tackling corner. Loved him coming out of Louisville. Uh, but when you look at his ball skills, this is somebody that can go up and he can, you know, steal one from, from Baker. And I think if he's able to steal one, 
you could put this game, you know, flip it on its head. It could be a close one. I expect it to be a close one. And so you can't have any sort of turnovers or anything like that in a close game. I think Jair Alexander, his ball skills, uh, his cover ability, I think he could neutralize any of the receivers. It just depends on which one he wants to do. If they're all about going into this game, hey, we saw what Skoranek did. Let's put Jair on him. It's over then you can expect him to really do a nice job shutting down uh, Ben Skoranek. Now, looking at the Rams, the offensive X factor here uh, for me is Tutu Atwell, with that being said. I think Skoranek took the most attention off everybody, uh, and I do think Atwell, despite the fact he had five catches uh, for 50 yards, he was the most targeted receiver on the team last week, I don't think he's getting, you know, the, the talk. I, I think they, they can go another week where they could kind of, you know, pull one over on a team. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to last before teams make adjustments, but cam van Jefferson catches the game winning touchdown. He's in the news, right? Then you look at Skoranek, the Moss catch, right? The, the rapport, uh, Baker Mayfield after the game saying that's a guy I'm going to really rely on. Um, Tutu Atwell didn't even get mentioned by Sean McVay in the post games. Like, you know, Van Jefferson and, and, you know, Ben Skoranek making plays did not say Tutu Atwell. So I think he's being underrated by everybody. And I think that's a good thing for the Rams. I don't think teams are going to go out yet and just try to shut him down. And so I think this is a big game for him. He is the X factor can make plays after the catch. Um, and he's going to need to do it in this one. And I think defensively cam and I'll, I'll finish it like this. Uh, I think it's Dakobe Durant. Um, you you look at the safeties and, you know, I just mentioned, you know, we talked about rap had a good week last week. Uh, you know, Nick Scott, you know, this is a huge opportunity for those two going into a contract, uh, you know, off season. But the thing that's big is Dakobe Durant has the athleticism to really match up on any of those wide receivers, depending on how they want to play it. You know, he could be lined up in the slot. He can be lined up in the boundary um, and he's got ball skills. So I think this is somebody that, you know, he's another piece for Raheem Morris to use. I know that there are guys like David Long available. I know Troy Hills available and you have Jalen Ramsey and, you know, Darion Kendrick has played a lot this year, but Dakobe Durant can be used all over the field. And in addition to that, in a short amount of time, he showed you that he has a nose for the football. He forced an interception. He, he forced a sack uh, earlier in the year. This is somebody where it's a wild card where, you know, you're, you need a spark. And that defense is really like they're reeling. They need a big play and they get that third down. And you're like, man, if they could get this stop, they can get off the field. They can neutralize Rogers. And that is when Raheem Morris pulls out the stops and says, you know what? Dakobe, you're going head first. You're going to go and blitz. We're, we're going to use a cornerback blitz here. And he's a guy that can get in there. And he has before. I think he's the X factor because I think he is kind of their, He's their trump card, if you will, right? I, I think that is how they're going to use him. Um, and I think he's a guy that could come away with with a big turnover in this game. Yeah, I like that, Jake. And, and staying on, on the Rams defense, I'm going to go with Hoyt for my my X Factor. I know I like a few, ga- few games back he had about two sacks. And I know, like you mentioned, all cards on the table now for Hoyt with some of the changes that the Rams have made. So I'm going to go with Hoyt. Um, you know, a, a lot of times the broadcasters say, 
hey, you have a 300-pound, you know, outside linebacker. You know, you're giving up the pass rush with that. He He's better at setting the edge. And, you know, I would like to say he's done a better job of rushing the passer and, you know, causing pressure than setting the edge. I know a few, you know, the other – other week against the Raiders, he had some trouble setting the edge against Holland on a couple of those jet sweeps. So Matt LaFleur is going to go back to that. But I think Hoyt is going to be the answer um, for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to he's going to cause a lot of pressure. And, you know, our guy Greg Gaines is going to hop in there and um, and force some havoc as well. Um, Bobby Wagner is going to have to play big. You mentioned it. There's two running backs um, that that the Packers have. And like you said, they're probably the best in the league at this moment. Um, you have that lightning and that thunder combination um, with those two running backs. And so the the front seven for the Rams are going to have to play um, play lights out um, this week to win this game. Um, and then going on the offensive side, um, you know, Van, Je- Van Jefferson, I'm not sure if we talk about him enough. I know he's had big touchdowns against the Cardinals, you know, with Wolford uh, finding him in the end zone in the last minute in this this last game, you know, scoring the touchdown winning, um, you know, touchdown, uh, the game winning touchdown. So I think just with Van Jefferson, um, I think that Van Jefferson, he is the big play guy. Um, you know, I know we talk about Skoranek, you know, having seven targets, uh, 90, 90 something yards this past game, but I think Van Jefferson is the home run guy. And so I would hope to see him a little bit more, finding that end zone, right? Um, when, whenever Baker has some trouble, just throw it up. Just know that big play Van is down that field. And so I want to call Van as being the X factor for this game. Um, and then going to the to the Packer side, I think I mentioned it with, with Tungan and Mercedes Lewis, the tight end group. I would say just the Packers tight end group possibly being the X factor for this game. Um, Christian Watson's been going off. And so um, we, you know, the Rams do know they've been playing elite receivers these past couple of games with DJ Metcalf. Um, you got DJ Metcalf, you got, um, you know, um, sorry, number 17 <laughs> for the Devontae Adams, the, Devontae Adams for, for the Raiders. Then you had D hop, D hop for the Cardinals. And so the Rams have been going against elite receivers and you got the chiefs, uh, Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. You've been going against elite receivers. So the Rams defense know how to cover elite receivers. So now I think pay attention, paying attention to the tight end this week, Robert Tungan, Mercedes Lewis. I think those guys are going to have a big role in this game here. And then for for the Packers defense, um, for the Packers defense this game for the X factors, um, I went um, Quay. I went Quay Walker for this game. Uh, you know, I watched the pass game against the Bears, and I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, this guy is running sideline to sideline, making big plays. He's in the backfield. Wearing that number seven, and I know he he came from UGA, so coming off a national championship, and so I think I just seen him play. He has fresh legs. He has the juice. Uh, I want to say he's a sauce yet, right? We we talked. We he has to earn the sauce. Um, Baker juice Mayfield no sauce, <laughs> <laughs> juice no sauce, right? Baker Mayfield's earned the sauce. So um, Quay Walker, I, I can see him being um, that X factor for this game. Uh, and, and so for the Rams to make sure that you know they, they quell his efforts there it would would be would be a big, big thing for them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to. It was right yeah. there, man. It was a layup. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think you and I have some good X factors here. Um, you know, I think this is a game with some intriguing talent. Um, 
you know, I think this is a game with some guys on each team that could blow up. I mean, Christian Watson's a guy that could absolutely nuke this game. You know, we've already seen him do it. Uh, but, you know, so is, I would say, Atwell. I mean, if they don't defend him over the top, if Van Jefferson's had big games, you know, Cam Akers. I mean, if he holds on to the ball, doesn't fumble, and he gets into a rhythm, um, <laughs> you know, I, well, I mean, you know, the big thing is ball security with him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if, he, if he's able to hold on to the football and, you know, show that he can consistently run against this defense, then it's going to make Baker's life so easy. Not to mention if they can get Kyron Williams back integrated in the, the offense. Um, so now we, we have the, the final aspect of this podcast where everybody uh, is very interested in because everyone loves a prediction, right? Uh, is my team going to win, Cam? That, that's what people want to know. And uh, to that, I'm going to say on my side, yeah. Uh, as long as you're a Rams fan, I think the Rams do win this game. Um, it's weird. This is the worst Rams team uh, to beat the Packers because you would have thought before, I would argue the Rams have had better teams in the past than the Packers and they still lost. Uh, but I think they get this done. There's some magic in the air. I don't think it's going to lead to a playoff berth. doesn't mean I'm not rooting for it, but there's some magic in the air and and I don't like the way the Packers are trending. I know it's a cold game. Baker Mayfield's eight and four in cold games. Uh, So I thought that was an interesting stat there, but um, I trust Baker Mayfield. I trust the coaching staff right now. I trust the way these players are playing. They're really trying to finish the season strong. Um, This, this is not a team that's going to let this game go. I, I just don't see it on Monday night football. They played on a, a, a short week coming off a brutal loss. Can we talked about it already, but they absolutely could have folded, right? You lose a game like that to Seattle. It's probably your season on the last play of the game. And you come back and you win on a short week when you're down 16 to three with what, four minutes to go. Got to give them credit. And, you know, I think that just shows a lot of heart that this team has now that Baker's had multiple days. Talk about forget about a week. Just the fact that he has multiple days in this offense, uh, as opposed to just, yeah, let's go out there with one practice. Um, I think that's a huge advantage here. I'm gonna take the Rams here in a 23-20 win. I don't think it's gonna be super high scoring. Um, I do think the Packers, you know, can definitely score on this defense. But I think you'll, if you can hold Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on the road to 20 points, that you're going to win most games that way. And I think the way this this Rams offense is going, they'll leave points on the field. They will. They might go for it. They might, you know, be turned away on fourth down. Uh, they might miss a field goal. They might have to settle for red zone field goals, which we all hate. Uh, but I think they're going to score enough points to win this game. So I have 23 20. Baker Mayfield goes two and zero. His first two games with the Rams. All right, uh, you know the "Let's Go Baker" chant. I'm not going to do it right now, Jake, because I did it on the last podcast. But Baker, let's give him the sauce. I think we talked about he had the juice. The man now has the sauce. Um, NFC Player of the Week um, last week. Just 48 hours uh, preparing for a game. I know they had the slime cam on them. I think the Nickelodeon slime cam. I enjoyed uh, that. <laughs> that. That was cool. That was cool. That was a great way to be ingratiated 
in, in the Rams nation and what, what we have to offer um, as a fan base, as a, as a team, as a group. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go 21-20 Rams over the Packers. Um, just watching the Packers, watching Aaron Rodgers, um, Christian Watson is the best thing that they have. Of course, you got the running game as well. But like you said, it doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers is the same. Um, and there's going to be a little bit more uh, juice to this game because of Matt LaFleur and his relationship with the Rams and Joe B, the relationship with the Rams. So I think it's going to be um, a little bit more exciting than what the Packers have been putting on tape. But I do think that Baker Mayfield comes away with this win. I think he he wins big over Aaron Rodgers and, you know, in Lambeau Field. Um, and like you said, Baker Baker is eight and four, I think you said, in cold games. So, um, you know, at this point, like, what can what can Baker not do? <laughs> I mean, come on, what can he not do? So I think he's going to he's going to win big this week. I think anyone would take it if they were told the moment the Rams claim Baker Mayfield that he's going to go on and be Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers in back to back weeks like with what he knows with the offense, I, I think people would take that. But if you told them how, I don't think they'd believe you, uh, at least for the first game. We're going to see, you know, how much magic is in the air with this game. It's going to be cold. Baker played in Cleveland, folks. This isn't anything new. This isn't like Jerry Goff who played college at Cal and then he's playing in LA and now he has to go into the cold environment where, you know, before he's used to, no, no, no. This is a guy that played at Cleveland. Okay. He played in Cleveland, played really cold games, um, played in the AFC North. I mean, you know, I think he he's hardened for this moment and uh, he knows, you know, he knows how big this moment is. He knows how big this opportunity is. He's the start of the rest of the year. And, you know, he's looking at it one way or another, He's going to make, he's going to come away with this winning as long as he can lead this team, uh, you know, and, and finish the season strong. He doesn't have to make the playoffs to, you know, win quote unquote, the Rams could bring him back. He could get a big contract in the off season. I mean, a lot of, a lot is going right for Baker. He's just got to stay healthy. Uh, the Rams offense line has to keep him upright and he has to be able to take care of business. And as long as he does that, I think good things await him. And uh, I mean, who doesn't love a good, you know, little resurgence story, right? I mean, I don't like saying re redemption because I do feel like, you know, he's had what, seven offensive coordinators, five different head coaches. I, I mean, I understand players got a player, right? But, you know, at some point or another, maybe it would have been nice to have not seven different offensive coordinators. Maybe it wasn't all his fault. Um, but, you know, we'll see. You and I both have Rams wins. Uh, the Rams would, have, of course, move on to five and nine, and they would go into next week uh, still in the playoff race. But Jake, that is really quick. Sorry, Jake, oh, yeah. before, we, before we cut the podcast, no, Jake. You do it. I, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, do you think things would have been different against the Chiefs and the Seahawks if Baker Mayfield was there? Because the Rams were in it in the last couple of moments. So I know we're talking about winning Absolutely. this game against the – Okay. Thank you. We're talking about winning this game against the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers. I think his his track record could have been even more impressive if we if the Rams had him against the Chiefs and the Seahawks. I think he beats I think he beats Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't know the way the Rams I, are playing. I do too. I think he beats him. So 
I do too. I mean, he put up a fight against him in the playoffs. Let's not forget the 22 to 17 loss, but Hey, he led, you know, Cleveland in the next round. He won a playoff game for them against Pittsburgh. Look, I I agree with you. And and I would go as far as to say the saints game, because Mm. let's not forget the Rams are in control. Stafford goes down. He's out for the game and it's a completely different game. Like the whole game flips over on its head and the saints win that ball game by seven points. But you know, I have to imagine if Baker, the the Baker that we saw last week, if he is available in that game, I think that's a different story. I don't think the Saints are a better team than the Rams. I don't think the Buccaneers are a better team than the Rams. I don't think Seattle's a better team than the Rams because the Seattle team I saw barely won against a team that was banged up to all hell. So if you take anything away from this team, just know that they are playing their absolute best that they possibly can with what has gone on all the, you know, the pre-existing circumstances between starting 15 offensive linemen in total this season, having, you know, 11, 12 different combinations on the offensive line, having injury after injury, whether that be three out of the top four corners that are injured to start off the season or your quarterback goes down or you have issues with the running backs or wide receivers or so forth. Um, bottom line is this team, this team just continues to truck along, continues to fight. And uh, I think anybody will be fine with the, you know, the results moving forward. They don't have to win another game. As long as they continue to fight, uh, they're still going to have support from the fan base. You're not a crumbled organization and you're not an organization that is starting to implode. And it's the beginning of the end until you start quitting. And this team has not quit. They've continued to play tough. They, they show a lot of heart and that's a good sign for not only right now and, and keep in mind, this is entertainment as well. Uh, you know, it's not just the sports also entertainment. So y- you want them to entertain you, right? But it's not just right now, Cam, it's also next year because now you could build off this. So, uh, you know, you and I both have them winning. Um, you know, we both believe in Baker Mayfield. We believe in Tutu Atwell. We believe in a lot of players on this team. And despite the fact their best player, Aaron Donald, and, uh, you know, two of their other, uh, you know, four core pieces, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, are out. And this team continues to fight and be in every single game, which I don't know if anybody else can attest to. It, it leaves a, a lot of uh, room for, for hope. And, and it lo- leaves a lot of room for, you know, to, to feel good about this team and, and to, to get excited about something, even if it's so minor as a, a team that might not make the playoffs. <laughs> Hopeism at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's absolutely true. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. Be sure to like subscribe, comment, rate, review all that jazz. Uh, thank you to bet online for presenting this podcast to you. And as always, I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch, and this has been Believe in Rams. You can check us out on all podcast platforms, and you can go and check out our merch over on the Believe.com website. That's going to do it for me. You guys take care. Later, folks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.